Hi, and welcome to the Beyond the Scale podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Spencer Nadolsky, and this podcast, presented by Sequence, will discuss a wide range of topics related to obesity, nutrition, and fitness. With the help of special guests, my goal is to shed light on the new weight science. Hey, and welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Spencer Nadolsky, and I got with me one of our VIPs, April Peter. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. So tell us what you do for work and how you got into the TikTok scene and then how you found us and all that type of stuff. I'm a registered nurse and I'm fortunate to work from home as a clinical operations manager, which is fantastic. So it affords me a lot of free time, which led me to TikTok. And I was not on TikTok much. I was sharing videos of my dog that got me some followers because she went viral I didn't. It oh, was wow. cool her. And then once I started on this uh, journey to treat my obesity, I started sharing on there because I wasn't seeing it anywhere else. And here we are. Wow. Okay. So when did you start struggling with weight? Because it wasn't, you haven't struggled your whole life. You started struggling later in life. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I didn't struggle my whole life. It wasn't until 2013, I got pregnant with my daughter, my first pregnancy. I gained 68 pounds in that pregnancy. I also didn't have a lot of guidance, anything like that. I was not a nurse at the time. I didn't know what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing. So I gained 68 pounds. And in my head, I was like, you know, you have a baby, it all goes away. And that was not Mm -hmm. the case. So had my daughter, I nursed her. Of course, usually a lot of moms will say, I lost my pregnancy weight. I was nursing. It helped me lose it. And I did. I never got back to pre-pregnancy weight. And then from there, it just continued to creep up and creep up. And I got to the point where I ended up stopped weighing myself because I didn't want to see the number on the scale anymore. So my highest recorded weight was from like one of my last checkups two, three years ago. And then I just stopped stepping on the scale from there. Understandable. That's a, a lot of people feel the same way. Did you ever not like to go to the doctors or anything because of that? Or did you just like... Did you ever tell them, like, please don't weigh me and whatever? So I never told them that, but I've always been apprehensive of going to the doctor. I've never been the best. It's one of those where nurses know what they should do, but we don't do it sometimes. So I never really followed up with the doctor. And also because I knew the times that I did go in, that was usually one of the things they would tell me is, well, you know, X, Y, Z, that you're coming in here to complain about this ailment, this illness, this pain that you have, lose some weight and it should help you. So I just stopped. Unfortunately, it's a common thing. We've done little talks on the stigma and biases about obesity, but it's real, especially coming from a Mm -hmm. a nurse like you. What was your upbringing like? Was it kind of normal? You didn't struggle with weight, you said? So in my childhood, I, again, I think like a lot of people, um, and I hear this a lot too, just throughout the community, I was never taught healthy habits. I was not an active person. We didn't have sit-down family meals. It was a lot of fast food, takeout, eating a lot of junk and just whatever I wanted to do all throughout, you know, my childhood and into my early adult life. So I never at that point struggled with weight. Mm. I will say that my most comfortable weight that my body was at for most of my early adulthood was considered like right on the cusp of that overweight category. So it was higher on, you know, all of the charts and things that we look at, but I was comfortable there. I was still, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit heavier than a lot of my friends, 
I still had a lot of internal, you know, body image issues because, you know, the group of friends that I would hang out with were always a lot smaller than I was. But again, looking at numbers and things like that, I was considered, you know, pretty average. So I didn't really have that major struggle until pregnancy and hormones and all of that started to change. What kind of diet did you have at that point in early adulthood? Not a good one. <laughs> Not okay. a good diet. Again, I would eat whatever I wanted. I would eat a lot of fast food. Just It was that go, go, go lifestyle and just grab things mm-hmm. on the go, especially once I started. you know, I moved out and was living on my own. Again, it was just quick things when I got off of work. And then that also started, you know, following and falling into diet culture because again, I had, you know, my, my group of close friends that were always a lot thinner than I was, smaller than I was. And I always felt as, you know, a little bit heavier. So what can I do to kind of fit in with my friend group? So I would follow everything that they were doing. I would do juice diets. I did South Beach diet. I did Weight Watchers, Atkins, just anything that was available and was the hype at that time. I was trying to do it and nothing really ever worked. Yeah. And then you get pregnant. What was it like during the pregnancy? Like, did you notice you're like, hey, I'm gaining more weight than I, or did you just not even know? Did, did nobody said anything? The obstetrician didn't say, hey, you know, you're gaining a little bit too much weight here and there. Nothing? Nothing. And I didn't know that it wasn't technically healthy for me to gain that much weight in my pregnancy. Again, I gained 68 Hmm. pounds overall and nobody said anything. And my core as a registered nurse is a women's health and I've worked in OB and GYN. So I know that there are parameters of what a healthy weight gain is in pregnancy. And usually providers will talk to a patient about that, but nobody ever mentioned it to me. And I just kept going on about and gaining weight. Interesting. Did you feel like your diet changed at all? Like, or was it just like, I'm like hungrier and you'd eat bigger portions or was it different types of foods or what, what was it like? I literally ate for two when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. I was extremely hungry all the time. And I think I did have that mindset of, Oh, everybody says you eat for two. So you eat more because you need to nourish the growing baby inside of you. So I would eat and eat and eat and gave into all of my cravings, all of the snacks, everything that I wanted, I would eat and then some. Interesting. And then afterwards, when you're like, okay, I'll maybe I'll just lose this baby. Did you did you feel like the hunger persisted? Yes. And that has been an ongoing struggle since that whole thing started with me with pregnancy. That's so interesting. And so that was 2013. And so what did you try to do to like control that hunger in the past whatever nine years it was? Yeah. So at first, again, I I was nursing. I lost a little bit of weight. I probably lost about 25 to 30 pounds of what I had gained during pregnancy. So about half of it. And I thought that I could lose more, but then I stopped nursing. And then again, I I went back into those patterns where I was just continuously overeating and just giving in to all of those cravings and desires. So the first thing that I did, and I remember this, was I went back to the things that I had done years before. Let me try just doing juicing. Let me try Weight Watchers again. Let me try this. I'm going to get a gym membership. So if there was a program out there, I signed up for it and I would do it. But my downfall, which has been ongoing since that time until now, is the way that my brain works is if I don't see results pretty quickly, I feel like I've failed at it. And then I stop and then the cycle begins again. So it was just a never ending back and forth, no matter what I did. How quickly did you need to see results usually? 
That's a great question. I feel like looking back on the last things that I did about two years ago, I was working out six, seven days a week, working myself to the bone. And in a year's time span, I lost 14 pounds on my own and I couldn't get beyond that. And I would, you know, check my progress, weigh myself, look at all of that about every week. And if I wasn't seeing any sort of even just a small movement of the scale moving from week to week, I was just like, this isn't working. I'm working so hard and I'm not seeing the payoff. So why am I working myself this hard if it's not really showing anything for me? That's miserable. If you're miserable, working hard and not seeing any results, that's a, that's a bad combo. Understood. That's what, I mean, that's what most of our patients kind of describe there. Okay. So then how did you find us? So I actually found you through Dr. Tommy Martin on TikTok. A lot of people were talking about which telehealth providers were out there. So this is kind of, I feel like a lot of people experience the same thing that I went through. I went to my PCP first because, Mm -hmm. you know, she knows my history. I see her for everything else. And I brought up my concerns. I told her my entire history from when I started struggling with my weight all of the things that I've done, what's worked, what hasn't worked. And then from there, it was the eat less, move more. I'm going to send you to a nutritionist and then we'll go from there. She was not on board with medication management or looking at other options to treat it. And I knew that that's what I wanted because eating less and moving more was not working for me over you know yeah. eight, nine years of trying. So I took it upon myself to see what was out there found telehealth, found sequence, and signed up because you all have the comprehensive care. So it's not like somebody saying, here's your prescription, good luck. It's here's your medication management. How can we help you? You have your entire care team plus the nutrition help, the fitness help, and it's just completely well-rounded and something that I feel myself I need at this point in my life. Thanks for that. Did you know about the, these GLP-1 medicines? Or you're like, I've heard about these. I want to see if I can, that's what you went to your PCP for, or did you not know about them and you wanted to hear what's even available? So I looked into them. I didn't know okay. about them for long. I knew about them for about maybe a month okay. or so before I went to her. And I didn't specifically ask for them, but I just wanted to see how she felt about getting you know medication involved and was not on board. So you come to us, you get a prescription. What do you feel like changed once you started the prescription? Oh, that's a loaded question because I feel like so much changed and it's so wild to think about when I look back at where I started in the beginning of June when I started the medication. It worked pretty quickly for me. I know that's not the case for a lot of people and that's not expected, but it worked quickly for me. And one of the first things that I can recall is that I stopped thinking and obsessing about food. That's what everybody says. And that was just a complete game changer. Yeah. It's so wild and it's so hard to explain to people. It's just, you literally don't think about food anymore. People talk about the food noise and that's what I try to describe when I'm going over maybe the genetics and and the disease of obesity. And, And people are like, no, you just eat less. I don't understand. It's a calorie deficit, but it's like, well, it's easier said than done. If you have this this signal saying, go eat more, what can you describe the, that signal in your own words? Yeah, I feel like I didn't have that signal. <laughs> now that I can see how my body and my brain have changed because of the medication, and then I start looking back at what it was like before mm. medication, 
I don't feel like I had that signal or that signal was broken because I never had my body or my brain Mm. tell me to stop. It was always continue. This tastes great. You love this. Go get more. Go get more. And I could be so uncomfortable and almost in physical pain from eating so much, but my brain never told me to stop. And now that signal is there. I can eat until my body is satisfied and my brain says, it's time. You're full. Don't eat anymore. And it's such a change. It's so wild. It's such a cool thing to hear because this is what people describe it as slightly differently, but it's all very similar pattern. When you describe being really full, did you want more of the same food or did you want more, I want some something sweet or desserty, or how was it? Because there's people describe it differently. They just want more of the same food. And some people are like, I'm really full, but I want that XYZ, whatever, fill in the blank food. It was a mix of both. So I feel like when I was eating dinner, there was more of a pattern of this tastes really good. Okay. I just want more of this. And I would go back for seconds, mm-hmm. thirds, fourths until I physically just couldn't anymore. And when it was more like snacks or lunch or something like that, I would get that where I would eat something, but I just wasn't satisfied because it, it didn't hit the spot. Mm-hmm. So it was either, you know, now I need something that's more comforting or something that has more salt or something that is sweet now. And I would just continue to go until that need was met. And it didn't matter how much I ate to get there. That's interesting. And when people ask, why can't you just stop? What, what would you tell them? Obviously, that's patronizing, but like what? Because I know that's what people say. Oh, yeah. Just stop eating. Just stop eating when you're full, when you've had enough. But if you don't have that signal in your brain to tell you to stop, you can't. There's nothing that can magically make you stop eating if that signal is broken and it can't tell you to. Yeah. Is anybody listening? I I can't describe it as well as you can, but I, when I do like obesity advocacy, there are these people that have this, a lot of people have stigma. I'd say most people that haven't struggled with their weight have the stigma. And I think there's people that have struggled with their weight, but somehow found a way to do it through just diet and exercise. They can sometimes be the worst actually when it comes to this, but they'll just say, you just got to have some discipline. But honestly, I don't know how you have discipline when there's a physiological driver and people are like, well, it doesn't make you stop at a McDonald's and do all this and that. It's like, not necessarily. I think it makes people feel really uncomfortable when you tell them that we don't have as much control. We have control, but not as much control as we think we do. And that's kind of what you're describing. It's like, Mm -hmm. I know I should stop, but I can't. And I don't think anybody really understands unless they go through it themselves. I agree. You started the medicine. What about the food choices now since starting the medicine? Any difference there? Yeah. I love talking about this because again, I'm like, this is always just like a loaded question with sometimes it's difficult to explain until you've been on the other side to experience it. And then it's like, oh, now I understand what you mean. So when I started the medication, like I said, I was not thinking about or obsessing over food like I was before. That noise was absolutely gone. And with that came just the complete stop of cravings and desires for things that I was obsessing over and just constantly eating that I knew wasn't good for me. The fast food, the junk food, the processed food, the ho-hos, all of those things. I just did not care for them. I didn't think about them and they just sounded unappealing to me. And that's still the case, you know, almost eight months later being on the medication, I don't desire those things anymore. So with that, 
it's helped my mind to be a little more free of that burden so I can make healthier choices. And I will say, I'm not a salad girl. I never will be. I'm not going to stuff my face with fruits and vegetables and leafy greens all day. That was just, that was never me. So I'm not sitting here and saying, yes, now I can eat salads all day Mm. and I'm going to do this, this, and this. But I can now substitute the things that were once in the house where, for example, when we would have a loaf of bread, we would always get butter bread because it was our favorite bread. It tasted so good, but that's not the healthiest choice. And now when I go shopping, it's so easy for me to say, well, let's get whole wheat bread. Like it's no big deal. Before I'd be like, oh no, I don't want whole wheat bread. That just sounds gross. That's too healthy or something like that. Or I don't like that. But I have the freedom and the space in my brain now because those signals are fixed and I can now make those choices more consciously. And I, it just feels more natural now, if that makes sense. It does. People describe, they basically say, I feel like I think I should feel now that I have this medicine. Like I feel like other people do where they don't have to worry about their weight. Does that sound about right? Yes. We say, is this what it feels to be normal (laughs) is what we say. Um, and it, it really is. It's so, again, it's so wild to be able to feel that way. It's, it's complete freedom now is what it feels like to me. What about like, do you still enjoy food though? Like do you still, I still enjoy this X, Y, Z every once in a while and I, I can still have it, but I can leave it if I want. Is that how it is or what is it like? Yes. So I, I don't restrict myself, but again, I also don't have those cravings and desires for those things I once wanted to eat all the time. So I do enjoy myself. There are nights where we don't want to cook and we want something fast. So we might order a pizza, but instead of me eating four full slices of pizza and then pulling the cheese off of the other slices and eating that, like I used to, I can get through one slice and be content and be happy and full. That's amazing. So I, again, I, I don't restrict, but I can still enjoy stuff, but in appropriate moderation. I love it. So I talk about, I did a little thing about the genetics of obesity and people, you know, can't really understand, but there are people that go through this current environment that we call obesogenic and don't gain weight. And so what I describe is that the medicine basically shifts people into that like phenotype or whatever you want to say, where they, they don't have that person's genes, but now they have that similar feel. And that's kind of what you're describing. So it's like, you can still mm-hmm. have the pizza, but now you can be satisfied after one slice. That's, that's incredible. I think that's really cool to hear. What about energy levels and yeah. exercise? What, what, are the, what about that type of stuff? Yeah. So um, if I'm being honest, my energy level in the beginning was pretty low, but mm. I think that's just kind of comes with the territory. Starting a new medication, your body's getting used to it, mm-hmm. especially as I was moving up in dose. But my body's pretty comfortable on the dose that I'm on now, and it has been for a while. So my energy level is, it's normal, I guess, whatever normal would be. I don't, I don't want to say I'm high energy, but I feel like an average normal person probably Mm -hmm. feels day to day because prior to, before losing the weight and getting on the medication, I was so sluggish Mm -hmm. and fatigued constantly. Exercise, again, I was doing it, but it was that off and on because, you know, I wasn't seeing results. So I would stop in that vicious cycle of going back and forth of doing these programs. And it would get to the point where it was almost physically painful for me to exercise. When I got to my heaviest weight, I, you know, couldn't breathe. My chest was hurting and just my whole body would ache. And I 
didn't want to exercise because it felt like, why am I doing this and putting myself through this torture? Because this is so painful to me. And now I can do it. I can do it. I have the energy. I'm motivated. I know it's good for me. And again, I think a lot of it goes back to the whole brain system and these signals and just overall kind of resetting and reprogramming these things in my body. That's awesome. What about any metabolic changes? Like, did you have any markers that were off? If you feel comfortable talking about it, any aches and pains that did improve or anything like that? Yeah. So for lab work and things like that, um, anything within the metabolic range was typically considered normal for me, but recent, like I I got labs before starting the medication just to kind of have a baseline Mm -hmm. and they were within normal range, but they were on the high end Mm -hmm. of normal. So yes, normal, but on the high end getting, you know, to the cusp of being flagged. And I had some repeat labs recently and all of those labs are now just kind of in the middle range, average range of normal. So they did come down, which was really good to see. And then as far as like aches and pains, inflammation, stuff like that, I would like my bones would hurt. My joints would hurt. My legs from the knees down would always be swollen at the end of the day. I don't have that anymore. I can see my knee, like the bones in my knee. I can see that I have an ankle now. Mm. I don't hurt when I walk around the house. So it's been fantastic. That's awesome. And then like, what about like walking up stairs and do you feel like your shape has gotten better just from losing weight or, I mean, obviously you can exercise and be more active, which can help with your shape, but did you feel like that changed? Oh yeah. Before, if I walked up a flight of steps, I just wanted to collapse at Mm. the top. (laughs) It felt like I went up Mount Everest because it was just such a feat to do that. And now it's, it's nothing. I can carry groceries up and down the steps. I can run up and down the steps and I don't feel like I'm going to collapse. That's amazing. And so then you started documenting this on TikTok. And how's how's that been? It's been really good. I was very anxious and shy in the beginning. So when I go back to look at my first videos, it's like, who was that girl? And I didn't start sharing until my seventh week on the medication. Again, I didn't see a lot of people on social media talking about it. And I was like, well, this is the time I'm going to open up because you never know who's going through what you're going through. And One, I wanted to do it so that I had something for myself to look back on, to see what my progress was like, where I started versus where I'm at. And then I wanted to be able to just be a support system or just motivation for anybody who is either looking to start medications and do medication management to treat their obesity, has questions, or just wants to see somebody that's like them to kind of see what potential there could possibly be. And then it it took off. I think my second video I posted kind of took off. I had so many questions and I was overwhelmed. I I don't, what did I get myself into? And it just kind of took off from there. And it's been great. We have a great community. Everybody is so supportive, but that doesn't come without, you know, some of the, the haters that are on there. Again, those people that just have that bias and stigma against, you know, why don't you just eat less and move more? That's how I did it. That's how it should be. So you do run into that and it's just got to let it roll off your shoulders. (laughs) So (laughs) I've been doing the social media thing since social media was like a thing. I've had to develop thick skin because some of these people I'm just like, (laughs) but yes, (laughs) I'm I'm glad, I'm glad you're able to (laughs) get through some of that stuff. I've learned not to I used to sometimes engage with some of the trolls and now I'm like, uh, sometimes I still do. Uh, It's just a knack, but. Yeah, you have to pick and choose. And sometimes 
Yeah. It's a good opportunity for education. Yeah. But you have to pick and choose. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's an, it's an interesting thing. I I mean, I'm glad you felt so open and comfortable to do it. And just like anything, it's just like practice. And now you're, you know, you started off a certain way and now you're just blossoming and doing great. I love it. Anything else you want to share about your journey that that would be great for anybody listening or, you know, kind of on the fence of starting their journey or going through their journey in the beginning or anything like that? There's so much I could say. (laughs) I could sit here all day and kind of talk about it. I get a lot of the same questions, especially from people that are looking to start and they're kind of apprehensive. They're not really sure, or they don't know if their doctor is going to be supportive. Um, And like I said, you know, a little bit ago that a lot of us have been there where we've reached out to our general practitioner and they weren't on board. So that's why there are, you know, fantastic. There's telehealth. We have sequins, obesity medicine specialists that are there you guys know what we're there for and you're not going to judge mm-hmm. us. You're, you're going to help us. So that's always an option. And also like the biggest things that I talk about is just going into this. If you're, if you're going to take medication, have realistic expectations about it. Talk to your doctor about what to expect. There's so many of us that share on social media and a lot of people you see the good. Mm-hmm. So you see all the celebrations, all of the wins, but there's a lot of in between. There's a lot of us that have, you know, hard days, frustrated days, and just kind of remembering that trying not to compare yourself to anybody else, losing weight. And this entire process, this entire journey is, it's not linear. You're not going to have this, you know, I started here and I went straight down every single day, every single week, every single month. It is a process. There are ups and downs. There's good days and bad days. And just going in with that expectation that it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows every single day, I think really helps a lot of people to understand that and makes this process a lot easier and a lot more stress-free for them. Awesome. That's great advice. If anybody's listening, they're part of our program. We do have resources on kind of what to expect and kind of explain some of that. But uh, it's great to hear it from a patient. We also did a podcast with Dr. Danielle and talked about what we call hypo-responders and then hyper-responders. And I think on social media, you probably see more of the hyper-responders because that's what gets the, the fire going. Most people are in between in the averages, and they still work very well for most people. But there's an occasional person that may not work for. So it's not all. And, and sometimes people get side effects. As you mentioned, you kind of... you're. You might have felt tired in the beginning, whether it was from the medicine or maybe not eating as much. I think it's partly the medicine for some people, but obviously not eating as much can make you tired too if you're like, oh, I'm used to getting way more calories. Mm-hmm. But then it, it, it evens out over time. Yes. So very good. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your your story. I'm sure you and I will do a, a TikTok live together here soon and start uh, reaching out to the community for any questions that they have. Yes. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Very good.